Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. If you haven't already, head over to YouTube and subscribe and like the most recent video. And also if you can hit that bell button, you'll get notifications of when a new upload has been released. This episode is in paid partnership with The Flawed Journey, who offer mental health services online in the UK, Ireland, Europe, Australia, New Zealand and Asia. The Flawed Journey are a young team of fully qualified mental health counsellors and psychotherapists who work closely with young adults facing difficulties such as depression, anxiety, trauma, loneliness and most recently their response to COVID-19. Flawed Journey have a unique approach to normalised therapy whilst ensuring no individuals are put on a long waiting list or expected to pay large fees. The Flawed Journey are offering to shit talk and banter listeners their first therapy session free by using the discount code mentioned in the description below, TALKFREE. You can connect with the team at their website www.flawedjourney.com or on their Instagram page. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Shit Talking Banter podcast. Today I'm joined by Kit from Breathing Space Online. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, perfect. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? We'll get started. Um, just for people who don't know you, Kit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Kit, uh, Kit Washington. I uh, currently live in Sweden. I'm kind of uh, outside of pandemics and all that. I'm normally between the UK and Sweden. So uh, born and raised... Uh, down in the West Country, and so a bit of a country boy, moved around quite a lot. Um, I would say that a lot of uh, my life was, so I worked in a high street retailer, um, kind of through various positions, management, things like that, um, working a lot with people, essentially. And one of those people that uh, was maybe, uh, didn't really have a set path, things like that in my life. And um, then very recently, um, yeah, I started Breathing Space, which is my project or company or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, which was kind of more to do something with my passion. So, um, yeah, it's kind of slight change in the last few years, um, but that's kind of my main focus now. Great. And when did you start uh, the Instagram page? So I started that, I think it... uh, as with these things they have like different iterations and like it's kind of grown and name changes and all that kind of stuff as as you get to grips with it i think it's been going for like 18 months two years something like that um in various forms and um i really i actually um started a a course in ux design so i um i quite like adding things I, i i love learning um i didn't when i was younger I've somehow like developed this thing when I hit like 30 that I just love learning about different things. I felt it was more in my control to go out and just learn what I wanted to learn. And I did this course in UX design um, and started it early last year. And actually it really helped me. And I really feel that I've, uh, the, the page changed. So I really feel the identity of like breathing space came about early last year. And it was very much a drive as well of just feeling like I wanted to do something. Mm. I wanted to do something to, to help people. And there was a lot of talk about like opportunity for, you know, like go and do it. And I certainly, it was like a very reflective time for me. And I, for, 
um, a few times in my life is like I've noticed that I move to action sometimes and that's it normally means something really good for me like mm. so I go full in and that's what happened like early like springtime you know when when things were really weird and kicking off last year is I just found that it was a place for me to go to and I put everything into it like creatively my passion and things just flowed with it and opportunities came and it just built and built over the over the course of the year um and just kind of started working with companies so i work with individuals uh, groups um hopefully in person and more of that in the future um also work with companies just really varied um just trying to give this this simple message of um of uh, as we were just saying before the the call this I, I don't know what the term is but like health right mm. so mental health physical health putting it all together into one package is um uh, breathing space was born from like three things it was born from a, this desire to help like I, i'm people based when i was in working in that high street retailer i got my passion was not to get something sold out the door my passion was to help people mm -hmm. and to help people in my teams and stuff like that and to and to support them and so i wanted to still apply that and i wanted to do something for me as well so i wanted um I wanted my my project. I wanted to own something that I'd never really done before. So this was another opportunity for that. And then also, which I which is an interesting one for me, reflecting on it is it was born from frustration. Mm. I was, it was born from um, just this glamified view of what you need to do, or this unobtainable view, like Instagram feeds of of highly filtered, glossed people doing you know yoga moves and stuff like that, and and. Uh, you know, this it, breathing exercises and, and breath work is the term that it gets now is equally done. It's getting this, this glean, it's, it's getting featured in certain ways. And, and I was just frustrated by it because I was like, it doesn't need that. It's, it should be accessible. It shouldn't be uh, taken out of a view of other people going, well, I don't have that environment. I don't have that view. I don't have this beautiful like space to do it in all of that. And was what I was just like, just remove it. Like, and then that's when the other bits kicked in where I was like, do you know what? Do it then. Like, and have a really supportive partner. And she was, she was simply just saying like, do it. Why don't just do a session. One person turns up, like your friends will turn up. Like, it, you know, that, that will be it. And, and that was like the trigger for me, which then kind of grew it um, over the course of the year. And, and just, I've just let it do what it kind of does. Um, I don't really have a necessarily a full strategy or anything behind it. I'll get an idea and I'll, yeah. I'll go with it and just let it happen and let doors open and stuff like that. And I've made some amazing connections over the last year. Some people who I'll talk to, I know for the rest of my life, some uh, companies who have, who have reached out and I've done sessions with and, and the feedback has like made me so proud of what I've done. And which is not something I would have said a year ago to say, you know, I'm so proud of what I've done, but I sit here now and say, I'm so proud of some of the stuff that I've done over the course of the year. And it just drives me to keep yeah. going with it. So I guess that's like, yeah, bring, bringing it up to date, kind of where it all came from as well. Yeah, that's crazy. You've touched on like a lot of points there that I wanted to talk about. So I suppose I'll get into the mm. first one. Um, you mentioned a program, uh, X something. Is that like uh, to like sort of like digital marketing or something or digital media? Yeah, U UX design. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was, it's a, um, a design course for like online, uh, well, in theory, it's a bit of everything. Basically, it's how people use stuff. So it, it it was an interesting one because what I realized was generally I'm quite creative. So I like to sketch, I like to 
paint draw you know all that kind of stuff in my yeah. free time and then i thought well do you know if i want to start applying this to something more in um in my professional life whatever term you'd want to give it i looked at this and basically ux design takes it's quite a lot of psychology it's quite a lot of understanding people so actually what it is is you would look at something and go so how do people use this uh, like not how should we design it first and doesn't this look pretty it was like actually simplifying stuff and saying how does somebody use this like whatever it is it could be physical you know it's largely digital focused but um it could be how does someone navigate a shop you know when they go into it like how does somebody actually shop not how do we think they shop but like go and research talk to people do this almost psychology of behind what are they doing what are they telling us there's a lot of uh research in it but then there's a lot of design work that comes into it as well and um it was really like the first thing is i needed a little project and it was actually making a website and i just went well why, why don't i apply it to this thing that i didn't really have a name for i didn't really have an identity yet but i knew i wanted to do something with it and in a couple of days i then made this website and i was like well, i can put this live and i was like this, like shit, this is good like i like it and i showed it to my friends and they were like like this is really good that's a really good website so i was like we'll just put it out there like why not and then that's that was like the first thing really where i was like oh all of a sudden this is a thing like it has a name it has a website so why am i not doing more why don't i just dive in and, and actually start doing some sessions and then yeah I mean, maybe maybe we'll come on to some of this but like there's there's a lot in that in in mentality like I, I'm, I'm obsessed with um the the human potential i guess is like a broad bracket for it of like what can we do and a lot of i do a lot of analysis sometimes a little too much like there's a borderline on this i do a lot of self-analysis of like you know what's holding me back and right then basically i was just worried i was worried about what people would think of me i was worried like friends you know the the preconceptions of when you say meditation when you say uh, breath work you do like they'll go, okay, so you're getting the long gowns out, you're going to sit for hours cross-legged, you know, you're, you're going to move out and be self-sufficient and all that. I mean, most of that, dreamy, great. But, yeah. like, it's all preconceptions of, uh, I had run through my head so much, like, what are people going to think when I put this out? And which had stopped me from doing it previously. I was too worried. I was too obsessed with what other people thought what I was going to do, which stopped me from getting this thing out there, this project that I had. Um, so the, almost this website and showing it to a few friends who were like, mate, this is really good. And they were going like, I want these sessions. Like, and, you know, a few people said, I'm really struggling like day to day, like this pandemic thing I've locked in and they were like, I'm really struggling. Like I want to do these sessions. Why, why, you know, when are they and stuff mm -hmm. like that? So then I was like, dive in, do it. And it was getting over myself first, like get over the ego of what, what, what's the preconception? What am I? friends gonna think is like yeah. well if they're your friends they're fully in they'll fully support you and if they're not like if they're vocally not then what's what's that connection you've got you know that's one to evaluate and you know mm -hmm. what some people just like it's not for them and that's totally cool they go it's great it's great you're doing that that's the level of their interaction perfect that is also a good friend to me because it might not be their bag and i'm not going to push anything on anyone so see um, yes yeah. see just on that their point I think uh, with like yoga and meditation, I think like see whenever like you, you go into like sort of a deeper state of mind, people are, there is a huge stigma against that. And I think it's because people are scared of actually looking what's underneath the surface. So like, I'll just give you an example. I remember one time I was talking to a group of people 
And uh, I said to them that I do meditation and they like kind of like scoffed and like laughed. And mm. I was just like, to me, I was just like, well, I should actually be the one laughing at you because if you're scoffing at me, it, sh- it clearly shows that you're not doing it. And um, yeah, I was yeah. trying to like say to them, here's like the benefits of it. Like you're self-evaluating yourself. You're um, like controlling your breathing. Uh, you're going into a deeper state of mind. Like it, there is a lot of benefits of it. And uh, they were just like, no, nah, that's not for me. Like I can do that. And it's just that there seems to be this big massive sort of stigma um, around meditation, yoga, and then also what you're doing as well. Like breath work, like people would look at like, say like the likes of like Wim Hof whenever he goes into like fucking ice and they'd be like, he's fucking crazy. I can do that. But like, yeah. you actually can if you just put your mind to it. A hundred percent. Everyone can. And that's what like, like I felt myself then when you were describing that situation, it's like, I'd be so pumped in that situation <laughs> yeah. to like hit a group like that. Because I think there's, there's two reactions that I find. Um, do you know what? Like I, I, the, my most common reaction is that's so like good whether they're going to do it or not is a most common reaction is that then you get these these other two common reactions which is your yeah like sure cool (laughs) total waste of your time why are you doing that kind of thing and the hippie vibes whatever it is that comes into the head of, of that image then there's there's also um which is something which i personally find can come across um it's not intentional, but I, it, the way it can hit me is a little patronizing. Mm. It's more what's wrong. It's like, a, uh, okay, you know, so what happened? Why, why have you ended up doing that? You know, like that something's got to have happened. And like, and, but you are 100% right is there is, um, there's this, this mixture of things that are around at the moment. And I think some people see some of those images and are a bit like um scoff at it because it's the for either way either it's the traditional view and they're kind of like well you're gonna sit for hours yada yada you know it's hippie-ish what am i going to get from it Mm. or it's the new version of it's this um la-ified world of Mm. glam so why are you doing it um Mm -hmm. then there is a huge chunk of people who have never never done it and this is part of what i what i think when you get that you do get this these people who maybe haven't done that level of reflection and it's it's probably when you really get into it it's that scared to do it mm-hmm. um scared to dig in that deep but also haven't had the tools to do it so it's like it's what's the first step is some people you maybe just have to do a session hey everyone sorry yeah. the uh my internet just went off so um yeah it's my bad but we're back anyway um so i think before uh, me and Kit were just saying there that we were discussing uh how there is a stigma towards like breathing work um and i think we sort of you were coming towards the end of like your um statement about like how it was uh it's been seen as like sort of hippie-ish and like sort of it's got that la culture around it yeah, yeah. So there's many like views out there or, or like it can get lost. I think this is, um, you know, th- there's loads of topics you can explore on this. But when you start to go into like how things are presented to us these days, how we get our information, the whole social media thing is that, like it, you can you can get so many different messages on it. And I think um, it just complicates a world which doesn't need to be complicated. Like 
there's simple messages, there's simple things behind it. But um, and what I was going to touch on was that I think that, uh, as you said, this this fear of getting getting into it. So like breathwork is equally um, it, it's two parts, like it's part uh, meditation, mindfulness with just stronger focus on breath and, and then the, the uh, physically what you can do with your breathing like that has uh, there's a there's a science behind it as well. So it's kind of got the two hats to it, but it's still that practice which helps us like connect, look a bit deeper, like that kind of thing. It's almost like a tool to use. And I think part of that, what people find is it it's very much having the tool to do it is what people maybe don't know. And as you said, that fear of getting involved in it, like is um, I, I distinctly remember my first session of breath work and it was a, a, a guy called Richie, the breath guy um, in, and it was, I did, I had no, uh, basically it was actually through work. They gave us like, they had links up with some places near the head office and it was kind of like, try these things. And at that point, like I was, um, my girlfriend had already moved over to Sweden and I was still in London. So I was like, you know, I've got to do something with my time. And I was like, I was like, I've never tried it. And that's where my intrigue comes in. Like I'll, I'll probably jump in and try some of this stuff. And like half of it loved, uh, half of it wasn't for me. Um, like every session I felt great from, but I think a lot of them, I just felt really good from just stopping, taking some time and stuff like that. Um, but then there was this, this breath session where I came out and like, like I had tears during it and I came out afterwards and I was so like high from breathing. Um, in a, it was in a really controlled way, but you, you know, you, you're sort of doing the, the changes in gases in your blood system and stuff like that. And you really get yourself like in a good state and it's controlled. Like it's not out of your control and it just blew me away. Like I came out of it. I was like, I need to know more. I want to know exactly what happened to me. I want to know why it happened. I want to know what happened in my body. Um, that made me feel it because I went in going like this ain't, this isn't going to be what it says it's going to be. Like I'm not, you know, uh, definitely the, the inner skeptic was there. Like I was ready to have a nice chilled time basically and just sort of lie there for a bit maybe do some nice breathing and stuff like that but, and come out the other side and go, cool, I'm relaxed. I came out the other side and I was absolutely high and it lasted for like days. And I was like, what is that? What has just happened? So then, mm. then I looked into the science and sort of like that's my intrigue came in. But equally, like I spoke to the guy straight afterwards, I spoke to Richie afterwards because I was like, that was weird. Like at one point I like, I was crying. Like I had tears coming out, not because, and, and there was, um, like when you start to do these interesting things with like breathing and you start to change the, the gases and the pH level in your blood and stuff like this, that all happens when you breathe naturally, but you start to take control of it is the sort of digging in, you get some real, um, you can get some real connection with your emotions that maybe it just moves it to a point that, um, it, that, which is why I say it's a tool. It's something that's there, but it just moves it. And I, I just had like a real connection to previous memories to, to like, um, you know, when you were really reflecting, it was a really strong vibe. So like, you know, it's the sort of thing that I do get from, from when I sit and meditate, if I, you know, it's not necessarily just breathing. If I sit and meditate, you kind of thoughts come, memories come, whatever it is, that kind of stuff. The, the breathing just led it to be like a real strong connection. It was really like visceral, and um, it, it now it all makes sense to me, having like looked into the science as to why that connection is there and what you're doing to your body to make that connection stronger. And and like I totally get it, but it's 
it's simple like everyone has the tool to do it and you don't need loads and loads of time to do it but i think it's people having the right tool to do it because it can be pretty scary you know if you i've had people who do one of my sessions um like my 15 minute ones that i do in the morning like they'll they'll message me afterwards and be like uh okay so like i cried after that like why no you know you need somebody to connect with as well because yeah. if you do it and then you're like shit i cried like what was that all about and why and you, you can go on a trail which you know then uh, you need that guidance you need some somewhere to go to to sort of answer questions so mm-hmm. to kind of and number one say it's all good like it, it's just something you need to tap into and it's all good whatever comes out you might feel ecstatic one day you do the same practice the next day and and you'll you know feel the emotion of crying or, or things like that it's not necessarily upset but it's just that there's that a level of emotion which is there um and if you're not fully aware of it fully like present with it it can be a bit of a shock mm-hmm. so that's that's my one thing and like um it's not it's not complicated it's it's something we can all do it's just tapping into it and you know what like also i'm not somebody who who would sit there and with somebody across from me who goes it's not my thing i don't want to do it i don't get it i can't i can't do it i got whatever is i'll go to a point to try and say look you know we, we could do some pretty cool stuff we could do some pretty cool sessions 15 minutes give it a whirl get it tried and if they tried it and they go nah didn't hit didn't, like then cool because we're all built differently yeah. this is this is what some people can tap into and some people if you're if you're um not used to that if you're not used to sitting still it's a practice you've got to build on it and ultimately it's it's a practice that you want to buy into and if you if you really don't want to buy into it then cool you know that yeah. it's not for everybody so it's like you've got to let everyone have their own space their own practice at the same time yeah whenever um at the beginning of this week i started to meditate and i was like right i'm gonna after my reading in the morning i'm gonna do 10 minutes every morning it's guided meditation with deepak chopper on youtube just a wee mm, easy thing nice. like you said anyone can access it and um i was doing it and uh today was like my last day i was like i'll do it monday to friday and then weekend i'll give myself a break and then i'll get back into it on monday and uh i well actually that's a lie tell a lie i wrote down that i wrote down that i was going to do monday wednesday and friday but I ended up doing Tuesday and Thursday because I actually enjoyed it. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Nice. Um, and I sort of realized today after I'd done it, I was like, what I've sort of learned this last week is that it is like a practice. It's like trying to get better at something because like there's so many distractions. Like I could hear like mm. the pigeons on the roof or I could like feel like a sort of like wind, like brush my cheek and then it like leaves a niche and I'm like, shit, I need to itch that. But then I'm like, no, don't because like you're trying to meditate and like you're trying to perfect your practice. <laughs> and it was just, it's a, uh, it's very surreal though. Whenever like you put your mind to something and you actually end up like seeing the rewards of it. Like I feel like a breath of fresh air after I do it, like in the morning, like I feel like yeah. it's going to be like incorporated into the part of my day. Like I wake up, get my breakfast, read, and then do my 10 minute meditation before I do anything else. And um, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. But I would like yeah, to touch. I, oh, sorry. I was going like... to say, I think one thing is that like people can, you can feel stressed. That's like a big yeah. message that I give is you can, even I still do like a couple of years into doing a practice is you can come out of a session and I can still feel a little bit stressed as if it didn't go right. But it's just like the gym. Like mm. you can go to the gym routinely 
and still that one session that you know well you can come out the other side and go that just wasn't right today when i was in it it didn't feel right i wasn't lifting right um it's the same it's it's a practice so you can still come out of it and go that wasn't nailed on today that's fine because you still went to the gym so you still sat in that time that's the important thing yeah it's like it's i've just finished the book there today um atomic habits by james clear and he was saying that Mm. like you need to build a habit even if you go to the gym and then you don't even work out at least you when you have you still have the habit of you actually going to the gym so it's kind of like the same as like meditation or breath work even if you just do like one minute you're still building a habit of you doing it every single day which is how you build mm. those good habits um yeah and challenge the narrative as well challenge that narrative around um i'm not the person who so like this is a big thing for me is um like i've started to try and face things with uh, i'm uh, do i have a narrative of i'm not the person who i'm not uh i'm not a person who would sit and meditate i can't sit still like that's a narrative in your head. That's yeah. not true. We can all sit still, um, but there's a narrative in there for whatever reason. So maybe it's, you know, my mind is so sweet. This was my thing when I started was I can't sit still. Like mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who sits still for a minute, let alone anything else to like, but more not because I'm moving, but because my brain is like going like this. My brain yeah. is one that will, when it's going, it's a million miles. And I'll often like, I don't know, I'll cook or something. And I realize I haven't thought about cooking for the 40 minutes I've been cooking and my brain has gone on, on these weird tangents and stuff like that. So that was more my thing was to challenge that my own view of myself to say, I'm, I wasn't the person who can sit for 10 minutes. Um, am I completely comfortable still with sitting for 10, 15 minutes? Some days not some days that like this guy up here wakes up and is like off. But as long as I stick to that practice, that one day where he's going is I just kind of like go, okay, it's, it's this day it's it's rolling like my thoughts are going to roll so that's how it is today and the next day you know maybe it's a it's a little quieter and i can just gain a bit more space between the thoughts as they come and go then i'm like okay so so we can and equally like i don't know apply it to anything like it's it's a big one i think i'm not the type of person who does like um like board sports surfing skate but i give it a damn good shot like it won't stop me from trying yeah. Um, so like, that's maybe like a narrative that some people need to just sit with for a moment and go, well, actually, maybe I could be the person rather yeah. than I'm not the person who could, I could be the person who might do that. Yeah. I think it's so important to take opportunity whenever it arises. Like if you just keep on constantly saying no to things, like you, you don't think about it, but subconsciously you're creating, like you said, a narrative in your head and there's going to be a voice in your head, like, no, you can't do that. And like in the future. Like maybe like now, like today, we're like, oh, like sometime in the future, I want to, uh, I want to do surfing, and then whenever it comes to that opportunity, and deep in your subconscious, there's going to be that little thing telling you saying, or whenever it comes into your conscious, going to be like, no, you can't do that, you you can't do that, yeah, you don't yeah. do that, yeah, and it's like suppressing what you actually want to do, um, yeah, and it's so fucked up. Like I was actually going to touch on the point that you talked about, like where, um you started to cry i had the exact same emotion um and this is whenever i sort of came into like my sort of spiritual path um because i was never spiritual i was i was that that skeptic like i was the main critic i was like that is for hippies that is fucked up i'm never doing any of that and mm. um then i went to see tony robbins on i think it was 2019 uh, somewhere in 2019 and at the end of it he 
I don't know if it was just because the atmosphere and obviously it's Tony Robbins, you're just you're fucking buzz full of energy. But we done like a I told everyone to close his eyes. It was kind of like meditation, but it was like a group, mm. like a whole group meditation. And like everyone closed their eyes and like fucking Leona Lewis was playing in the in the background, light up, light up. So everyone's like emotions was like very like guidance. And uh, he uh, was like saying like, think back into a time whenever you were happy, whenever you were young, like, how did you feel? Like just all that usual shit. And mm. I had never done meditation before that. I had never done like any sort of self-evaluating before that. And I was mm. like really giving it a go. And I think it was like the first time that I hit something in my, in my body. And I, I had the exact same experience. You, I started crying and I was just like, why the fuck am I crying? I turned around to Emma. I was, Emma just see me crying. She's like, what the hell? Why are you crying? I said, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah. I've hit something. And like, whenever yeah. you described that there to me, I was just like, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it took me a while to it took me a while to say it, like to, to somebody else. Like once I had the session, so I ran my girlfriend. I was like, I was high as a kite. <laughs> um, but also, it had that impact to me. Came later. Like I, I, I didn't front up to it straight away because I didn't know anyone else in the session um another one of those things like what are people going to think of me kind of thing whereas actually like it was so good like that was probably the bigger breakthrough like the high was great don't get me wrong but that was probably like the bigger i say breakthrough the bigger thing that i got from that session was like um it was like okay so so maybe some of this is more in my control than than i thought like it those the complexity of what happens up here just like started to like blow my mind like you know i guess which is the apt phrase but like you know it just kind of like i just the more i delved into what's going on like the more i just realized we have more control over it than we than we think that we do or maybe that our routines give us the opportunity to have we need to you need to work it you need to work it out like it's and you need to find um points of of discomfort you need to find you know you need to work your body and i and that's not just muscle like uh you know w w what we do when we go to the gym is we we stress like that's the point of going to the gym you provide stress to your body um so that actually your stress tolerance becomes so you know working out is good for you for stress because you stress yourself so actually you start to gain control of stress rather than you know, I, I, I'm not testing my body. So actually my body's going to do the reacting for me. It's going to perceive threats where I, I, there probably isn't one. And then it becomes a bit confusing. So actually, why do I feel stressed? Cause I haven't got any threat going on. Like it's out where as much as it's complicated, it's actually still rooted very much way back when it hasn't evolved to modern day digital world. It hasn't, our brains take hundreds of years to evolve in, in that nature. So fundamentally there's some baseline stuff in there, like our emotions, which actually, we're, we're far more connected to and can tap in and should tap into on a more regular basis so that when, when those times in life come round, we are connected to it. So, you know, life will bring everything to us. It brings great highs. It can bring great lows to us at different points, but having that training just provides that different level. So when those things hit is actually, if you have that understanding of yourself and where it comes from there there is an amazing book i don't know if you've read it soul for happy mogadat mm -hmm. it's like that book for me is it was there was pages that i read where i like put it down like that and i went fuck like what's it, it called sorry soul gadat so soul for happy is the book and it's by mogadat 
and he was a Google exec um, and quit. So his uh, son dies, died in a car crash and he just quit because he went, I'm not happy. Like, you know, I'm in this, what well, should be a great environment. I'm, you know, whatever figure salary he was on, lovely house, you know, all this kind of stuff. So perceived, you know, like happy. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, I'm not happy. And he put his focus into what, what his passions were and there's a lot in his book around the the you know how dealing with like emotions and actually bringing to the front that you know our thoughts are not you like your thoughts are your thoughts they are not you as an essence like and it was that is one book that really sparked my interest in like more of that side of dealing with emotions and um and how we perceive them and how our brains work for us like it's it's this little tool that we have but it's not you it doesn't make you 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 know if I, if I wake up and I feel anxious or I'm worried about this it doesn't mean you are an anxious person it doesn't mean you are worried that is your response it's a defense it's uh it's trying to keep you safe it's just maybe there's perceived stress around you know it, it just started it made things make total sense and it's it's a great read because it's put in like um, it, just the way it's written is is really good. It's really impactful, and that I think is is a large part of that journey of when you start to self reflect and say so. That moment of like, there, it might not be a moment of like sadness, but if there, you suddenly go, I got to this point of like tapping into an emotion. There, I'm not really sure why it came out at that point, and that's cool. Like that is totally fine, and that came out equally like. You know, some days I can do it and I get this overwhelm of like gratitude that hits me like a wave. And it's it, like, it's almost a bit much to, to handle at points, like, because it's kind of like a, a charge that I get from it. Yeah. And I've gradually learned to understand it. Because the first time I had that, it was like, well, my God, like I stopped and I sort of opened my eyes and I was like, like, it was almost like a rush that it was happening. But like the more I gain control of it and then the more I start to understand and like where where I lie in different parts of my life and where I have areas that I want to explore with myself. And don't get me wrong, I say all of this knowing that like it's a journey for everybody and I can be as grumpy as the next person on days. Uh, my girlfriend would testify. I can be as grumpy as anything. I can be low as anything. I can have shit days and I can have good days. But it's it's a continual evolution of understanding yourself to say, this is how I'm reacting and trying to gain control of it. And hopefully you just shorten those periods of, or, you know, to those around you more than anything else. That's probably like often my main drive is to those around me, we all have impact. And I really want my impact to be, uh, you know, not positive. Like I don't want to, to, to always sit there and go, oh, I'm getting so much from this guy. Like, isn't it great? It's like, so I just want people to be, uh, you know, uh, content around me and go like, I'm with Kit and like, it's Kit. That, like, I know this guy. Like, that, that's like the baseline, isn't it? Like, yeah. not that I'm maybe unfamiliar in certain circumstances, that they understand me and they go, he's, you know, maybe he's quiet now because of this or whatever. Like, I, like I get him. Like, that, that's my aim. And I think that's what I want to always have with my friends and the family and those close to me is that they kind of go, I know where he's at like either through communication or, or how he is, what we've spoken about before is that I know where he's at and I know what like journey he's on. And then hopefully that's something, you know, you build that relationship with them as well. And I think the more I've dug into this, 
I'm sorry, I feel like I'm waffling on here. Like I'm into it. Okay, I, I um, like people moral, talk. I let people go on uh, their tangents because I think it's interesting because the passion comes out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like it's the flow, and I think what what's really interested me is like some of my friends who have come forward who maybe haven't explored this, but who have who have tapped into stuff, and and they've like had moments where they've just gone, like, I've, I've realised this like I realize I do this or like, or I've just had this great conversation with, you know, my partner um, because we both sat for 15 minutes and did like these slow breathing ses- sensations and, and talked afterwards straight away and went like, how was it for you? And it was like, you know, they, they would talk around it and it just sort of opened doors. And, um, you know, all of it is on a, it doesn't have to be so deep. You don't, you know, so you can go into a, a a burrow with some of this stuff and get really deep into it is is everything should be in balance and equally sometimes you just gotta enjoy where you're at and just you know get into the day and if you if you drop that day's practice and you know i didn't do that today that's cool don't worry about it don't yeah. beat yourself up like remove the judgment and just get get on with your day like lean into something which like you know is your thing that day it could be work um you know it could be that actually do you know what i've got eight hours ahead and work's a bit shit at the moment but i'm getting into it and what i'm going to do is give myself this afterwards because i know i need it you you know we build around routines that that we need to do on that understanding of ourselves and i think it's great the more the more people can talk about it the more community there is around it which is what you know one thing we've all hugely missed is community I think will come out of this current situation the world is in, in a strong place. If people build that community spirit around it and talk around some of this stuff, it just builds momentum as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, society has put a lot of pressure on people to sort of fit into their own categories. So like the way that you describe it, like you're a breathing coach and uh, take, for example, I'm a therapist um, people like that in those sort of professions aren't allowed to be normal humans like you're not allowed to have bad days you're, like you're not allowed to be yeah, angry yeah. you're not allowed to be upset like you have to be on the pedestal for everyone and like that, that's not it because like that the happiest person in the world is not always happy do you know what i mean like there's always yeah, going to yeah. be times whenever you're going to be sad and you feel other human emotions so um but it's good what you said like the people that are around you and you're close um in your close circle like they know how to they know what you are they know who you are like you can be going for bad days but that's not that's not your nature like you still are a good person and then um, you still have the right uh the right intentions but i mean it's just people who do people who do that and i think it's like social media has a part to play for that because like on your social media, you're doing breathing techniques and stuff like that there. Like you're putting out the positive things that you're you're never gonna put up like something bad about it, do you know what I mean? Because you want to promote it and you want to show people how good it is. Like you're never gonna show like sort of the the bad sides of it. Um and yeah. then people sort of put you on this pedestal where they say, Oh, well, he's always happy. He 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 must never be negative and stuff like that. But that's not true. Like people need to sort of yeah, get in that yeah. mindset. Yeah, and I think um, there's a real uh, I uh, I battle with social media a lot, like uh, on my own level. And what you know, what what I want my my breathing space channel to be is 
is a just an honest platform with a simple message and you know i put odd things about what i'm up to you know jumping in the water you know all that kind of stuff but it's not it's not about me and there's there's a lot of people there's a lot of drive to be an influencer when you're on social media you know up your content put a lot about you put it and stuff like that and 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 i get it but that's not what i want so mm. I'm, I'm not going to do it um you know and i I put things up in my story sometimes around, you know, that if I've gone and done something as to why I did it. So, uh, you know, I get out for a walk, like, because I need it. So actually I, I know after this week, my Monday to Thursday, where I need a walk and, you know, the dog, me and him, we're going out for a walk at lunchtime and I'm getting to the woods. I'm putting a, a podcast on. What's your dog called? Sorry. He's very cute. He's called Rudy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We had, had him a few weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's, he is very cute. He's settled in nicely and it, he's a great reason to get out and walk and stuff like that. So yeah. he's, um, you know, he's my inspiration for today. So we're going to get out and go for a walk. And I know that I need a walk today because like of this week, like has built and built at work and, you know, things get added on and I just felt it. And I was like, you know, last night I was like, tomorrow there's going to be like an hour walk in there. It's a lovely day. Get out because that's what I need. And that's not to say like I was crumbling this week, but it like, I just know, you know, like I yeah. feel it. I know that things have added up to a point where I go, like, I deserve that space. Like I deserve to give myself that room that I want, that which is just going to fill my cup up again and like yeah. be like, yeah, that, you know, get the good stuff in. Um, so it's, uh, there is this, uh, you know, when you're, you have this social media platform, I think it feels like you should share everything. And I think there's lots of, you know, uh, it's a, just a difficult world, you know, <laughs> cancel culture. What do we live in? Like well, you should be posting that you should put up the struggle, all that kind of stuff is it's a, it's a complicated one. And I, I do have a lot of thoughts in it. And sometimes I find myself scrolling and, you know, and I'm like, get a bit frustrated at myself. So it's, it's a it's an interesting topic i think as to how how you put that but i think you're completely right and but what i will put on my channel is um you know the hopefully a simple honest message of stuff that that people can find yeah, people can find and do and some of that is quotes that i find things that i feel that i think help me and i just put it out there it, it's something that i put so that's often something that i've read in a book something that i've just kind of like feeling it's a shower thought you know that thing that crops into my head and I'll put those up and then I put my sessions up and like hopefully things that just make people just find balance. I, I, it may not make people go like, oh, my God, I feel great after reading that post from Kit or whatever. But hopefully what I want is that people just see it and just go, that was just like a, a moment's ease in that, you know, scrolling or whatever was happening there. It's just a, a nice thing to see. It's a balanced thing to see. That's that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, I, I think uh, what your page is about is about the work. It's not like kind of what you said, like you don't want to be an influencer because I think that's very dangerous whenever people do try and go, go into that influencing sort of way because take, for example, um, say like, say someone's constantly putting up like gym stuff and like they're putting out their workouts and stuff like that there, but then they sort of are putting up like stories or like they're putting up, uh, they're putting up uh, like, videos of them uh 
doing some something completely different like maybe like say they're like bitching about something or something like that that there that sort of takes away from all the gym work that they've been putting up do you know what i mean and like that's yeah 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 that's what like that influencer sort of mentality is it's like you want to be as outrageous as possible to get the most engagement. So you want to get the most likes and followers from a post. So like, that's why you see girls with their flaps out and fucking tits out. And then you see guys like, just like, I don't know, maybe just like acting in the nonce, but like, they're not the class clown. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not yeah, really yeah. the class clown. They're like, they're just putting on an act just to get that clout in a way. Um, yeah. And I think there's this, like this, um, this is a really interesting broader topic on how, what do you consume and where are you getting it from? I think the, there, there are positives from social media and mm-hmm. like, you know, what it's done for us over the last year, the collection. Like me and you, we out. connect it for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you can meet people, you can connect, you can, yeah. uh, there is mass movements that have happened over the last year, which have, have spread on social media and that's been a, a driving force. So it's, it's quite a, at points you can feel it's a, a grassroots thing you know the, the what used to happen in the day like uh, protests and all that kind of stuff it happens on social media now and and it's a movement but it is it is capitalized on and it is it is taken over by different motives within an instant it is mm. instant in every way within an instant it is also picked up by those who will want more followers and get more traction and, and all that kind of stuff but just everything out there is we should watch what we consume and we should question where we're consuming it from. It's not wrong to see the posts. It's not wrong to read the posts, but don't just react and say, okay, so that's how I feel now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to feel how that post tells me, like, where am I getting it from? How qualified is that person? There's some amazing people putting some amazing content out there on social media who, um, are rightly getting traction and some who are probably getting lost unfortunately but they have the expertise they are the people we should be looking to in our communities to to go to but get lost in in a hashtag that has however much going on on it so that like big call out definitely is watch in every facet watch what you consume in like how and how much are you consuming of it how much are you sitting and scrolling and and taking in stuff which you might think is is just well i'm just scrolling but it's all going in like Mm. our brains are all digesting what's going on i might see that image of that person who's having a lovely time on that beach in costa rica whether yeah i do want a holiday you know comes up later and stuff like that and they say then where am i going my holiday well i saw them there you know like there's a these these links that we have will all get connected is so is watch how and when we consume you know, yeah. don't start your day with consuming that. Don't finish your day with consuming it and, and make sure you're in control of it, not the other way around is is key, I think. Yeah, that, that's the main thing. I don't know if you watched that there Netflix uh, documentary on, I think, oh, what was it called? Um, the social, it was something like social networking. I don't know. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know the one you mean. I can't remember. The, the social name, dilemma, it. that's it. Social um, dilemma, yeah, yeah. They were basically saying like that they're built those programs like uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything, they're all built to get your engagement and they know you better than you know yourself. And you could be just like playing a game on your phone or something like that there. You could be watching a video and then the advert pops up and then you're like, oh shit, that's going to take me back to social media again. Like, I don't know if it happens for you, but like you could be talking about something with your partner and the next thing the advert comes up on your phone and you're just like, what the fuck? And then you'll spend time on that because your phone is wanting to engage you because it collects data from you. And then whenever it collects data, it gets money. 
Um, I thought yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that documentary was absolutely brilliant. Um, pinpoint That's everything. Great. And I was, I was terrified right when we were sitting on the, um, we were sitting on the sofa and my girlfriend is looking up this pair of shoes, very specific for her friend's birthday, like two years ago, three years ago. Or something. And I go on my Instagram and have a look. And my first sponsored advert is for the exact pair of shoes that she's looking <laughs> for. And, and I'm like, there's women's shoes, like, you know, that, and, and I was like, so then you just think it back and you go, okay, so on Facebook, we're in a relationship. So she's looking on her socials. It knows that her Instagram's connected to mine. And then you're like, Jesus, they've got us, haven't they? Like, yeah, they, have. <laughs> they absolutely have us. They know every connection that you've got. And that like, but you every accept so often that. I just try and remind them. You accept that whenever you do the T's and C's because no one reads T's and C's. Yeah. So like, they, you've, you've accepted they could share your data. Yeah, yeah. Never looked at one of them. You just go, well, if I want to look at this post, then I have to accept it. If I want to use this platform, I have to accept it. Yeah. So you just do it, don't you? But I think the thing you're in control of is picking up the phone. And I think yeah. it might be in that book you read. Is it Atomic Habits? Is that where yeah. they say about um, picking up your phone and like replace it with something, um, you know, like you need to break the cycle. Like yeah, like it is. they were saying that um, like if you want to get up at like a certain time, put your phone in a different room and you'll hear the alarm so you can get out of the room and actually go to it. So you're not spending time on it in the morning and you're not spending time on it um, before you go to sleep, which is great. I think yeah, yeah. that's one of the things that everyone should do. Um, but it was also saying like, um, about like you can get certain apps that can uh, block your time off social media if like you do have a huge problem with it. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I've never been that type of guy to like I'll scroll through like social media, like maybe on the weekends, like a lot or like say like after dinner time, but like, I wouldn't be the type to like go on it for like three hours on end or anything like that there. I feel like if you do that, you kind of do have, have a problem. Um, yeah. And that's when you do need to like sort of click in your head and be like, oh shit, right. I need to actually, I need to try and break this here habit off. But there is some people yeah. who, even if like I go onto my messages, there's some people who are just active all the time. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I don't know if it's just a coincidence and I went on and they're on the same time as me. Like you don't know, but I mean, yeah, they're also looking at you. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably thinking, yeah. fuck off, Nathan, you're on your Instagram all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I think there's, um, when you, that, that's an interesting one as well. Cause like that, that whole timing thing is it then asks you, do you want to ignore us? Like, mm. And then you click, yeah, sure. Like it, I, I think if you, for me, like I will just focus on days where I just won't have it on me. Like, and the biggest thing I did was turn notifications off on my uh, screen. So, you know, like when my phone's there, it yeah. doesn't ping away at me. So I became more in control of like my WhatsApp and stuff like that. You know, when it's going, you've got like a hundred messages in that group, yeah. like it fits pressure as well. And so I turned them off. And it was, it was for a reason and it might have been like recording something or I was doing something which meant like I need it and I turned them off and then all of a sudden a couple of days later I was like this is nice and I realized I haven't turned it back on so I, I just kept it and then equally just just don't have it like put, go and put it somewhere else and you I like I break the drawer so like I don't know I'm, I'm way older than my you know my looks would give me or my age tells but i love yeah going. i can't believe you were and, 35 i thought you were like 24 25 <laughs> like 10 years I'm, younger. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming on your podcast every week um, <laughs> so like i love to get out in the garden you know like these habits that i have which might put me as a 50 year old as well but like <laughs> i just do it without my phone like and just to have an hour 
two hours, whatever it is, just to have that disconnect. And like when I go for a walk, I jam the podcast on, but I don't have notifications and, and it stays in my pocket is uh, I always feel fresher for it. That's not to say I always see it as bad when I go on, but it's another thing about control. Mm. Who's in control of it? And if you're not in control of it, this perceived threat, your, your brain will act, your brain is acting, whether we know it or not, or, or we're totally acknowledging it, is perceived uh, intake of information is there and overwhelm will quickly, can quickly follow on some level. Mm. Um, so actually, it's about taking control. And sometimes, sometimes I lose it. Sometimes I allow myself, you know, if it's a Sunday and it's, it's a sofa day, you know, why not? It, yeah. Like, that's fine. I'm in control of it. I'm saying all good right now, you know, that then that's fine. And chances are I wear myself out of it anyway. After like 15, 20 minutes on it, I'm like, um, what am I doing? Like, yeah. there's nothing really to take in here. So I'll naturally fine. I'll just put my phone down anyway. It's for me, it's, it's the draw of something. It's the ping of something going on that, that gets me to it. So take control as, yeah. as with everything, like try to find the way that you can take control of that. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with that. And um, we'll get back to the breath work. Um, so I wanted to ask you this here question because I've experienced it quite a lot and I don't know if it's like kind of to do with science obviously it's to do with science but I don't know if it's kind of like physically or emotionally or mentally so do you know whenever like you are meditating or you're doing yoga or you're just like close like say you're just resting you're closing your eyes and but like with the meditation side of things uh, this was quite specific for me so whenever I meditate and do you know whenever like you know some days when you meditate and you're just like you don't really feel it as much like you're just like it's mm. kind of feels like a chore but then there's other days whenever you're really into it and like you, your eyes sort of sink in the back of your head see whenever your eyes sink in the back of your head because i've never asked anyone this before but i mm. start like seeing like colors and like i feel like i'm sort of like in a trance and like it's kind of like do you know whenever uh windows media player like back in like windows fucking yeah, seven yeah yeah and like yeah, you had yeah. like the music on and like it had like all the like sort of trance like flash and lights and stuff like that there yeah that's yeah. what i see in my head and i wanted to ask you like whenever you like sort of you you really are deep into like one of your breathing sessions and like you sort of go in that trance mode and um, do you get that sort of same like uh, sensation and like sort of same like feelings yeah t- totally i mean uh, number one that screensaver needs to come back with i know um yes absolutely and like for me that is um it feels like uh i've never really put words around it's like it's a really good point because i've never really acknowledged like that space is it a trance yeah and you know what it feels for me like i would put war like words around it like warm and like uh comfort and like that's the moment for me when when this is switched into like in, into that gear mm-hmm. so we, we talk about different like um levels of consciousness which is something that which can terrify people they're like what are you saying we're operating on different levels like it's not that uh complex a thing that you know we're on a million different versions of ourselves and all this kind of stuff is actually just it's that moment where you're sort of trying to control that point of of giving your mind space. So like when you're on the way to sleep, you'll go through it and then you go to sleep, right? But there's the moment where your head is on the pillow and you start to go and actually you're, you're giving your brain this time and it starts to get into it. 
you're extending that time basically without falling. So you're using things like, <clears throat> like breathing or something like that, or you're sitting upright as a posture to stop yourself then falling into sleep. Mm-hmm. So, which is sleep. We, we, our brains are most active. Like when we're asleep, it's doing it like it's serious work at that point. Um, the, during the day, it's, it's pretty much reactive and trying to keep us safe. But at night, it's got like free reign. It's like letting the, the kid out of the playpen. It's just like <laughs> doing its thing. And what that's kind of where you start to go. So some of those, um, some of those things that you're, it's your brain really starting to, to get freedom and to get stimulus. And because you're closing your eyes and, and, and you're, you're giving it like a blank canvas, you're saying, what I'm doing is I'm blocking this sense. Mm-hmm. If you're putting, um, if you're putting music on and stuff like that, you're blocking another sense. So you're going, we're, we're shutting this off so that actually I'm, I can fully get to that point. And that's where different people find different, different things have, um, uh, are comfortable. And you, you might ground yourself in a sense. So like this, this classic posture mm-hmm. of doing this, if, if you go into the spiritual world, has a lot of connection around, you read different things around a circle of energy, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. At its heart, you're also keeping a sensation in your consciousness. So that finger to thumb, is a is a point of focus mm. so that you, you don't fully let go if that makes sense yeah um as as breathing is in meditation so breathing as i said where it does two things is you you uh, you're breathing to have an effect on your system to in that instance slow calm parasympathetic rest and digest that's what we're invoking um it's also a connection it's a focus point so uh, you know if, if you don't do that it's like some people find that really works some people find that breathing works as a connection because you have a sensation then of breathing. Mm-hmm. So you, you, there's a feeling there which you connect to, which just helps you get to the, that point that, that we're talking about. And also, so the, the other one that we have is smell. So incense, again, mm-hmm. has lots of spiritual connection, but also it's a smell. So at any point you want to connect to a sensation, that's another one to come back to. So you use the smell. And they're fundamentally just playing that role of like a... a, a Distraction. A life yeah it's a distraction i was gonna say yeah. like life jack that's not what i mean what kind of though yeah that what I've, the image that i have and the reason i said that was like you're in the water right and you're sort of relaxing in the water you've got that the the, the day above you and then you've got the water below yeah and what you're doing is one of those ones that's around your neck right and you what you want to do is relax at that point that it's got your weight so your body is like i'm letting it just completely relax in the water yeah. i'm letting it just feel that water this other like level and I'm just keeping my sense above here. And one of those things is probably just keeping that balance of I'm being, I'm buoyant, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm on that level. That, that's what you're looking for. And probably what we have some days is that buoyancy yeah, just lets us like drop down. And so the things where we can find it stressful or it's, it's a bit much, you get that impact is it's just gone a little bit below the surface or actually it's holding me way above like the surface. And, yeah. and different days will be a different balancing act to get it right. And so did I get fully into it? I couldn't concentrate today. I couldn't do it. That kind of stuff is there's probably too many uh, of those little things going on or the activity in your brain is probably like full on, which is why I love a morning practice, like straight out of bed, because I, I haven't given my cha- my brain the chance to get going too much. Mm. Yet. If I do it straight out of bed, I've, I've taken again, control of it so that my practice is normally a bit better when I do it early on. I, whereas I find um, at the end of a day is one where it's good for me to do the practice, probably the better time for me to do the practice, but it's a lot tougher 
because if I've had a day of stuff going on, I, my brain is cycling. Like it's, it's in its own pattern at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that space is the most interesting one. I feel like so good when I come out of a, a meditation or a breathing session and I found that equilibrium. It's almost like that. That's where I wanted to be. It's such a comfortable place for me. Like mm-hmm. just that. And, and I always feel like I go that you connected with yourself then. So like you were feeling you were at that point of, just giving your mind space like there must be benefit in that you know just giving it an an open door to go just go with it like show me what you want to show me like let it flow not going okay we're doing this next thing i need this piece of you know i need to write here i need to you're just letting it that like it's freedom for your mind and it you know i find i think most people find if you get to that spot afterwards you will only feel like boom you know that hit yeah I feel, uh, have you, uh, have you ever researched, like people are going to be like, oh, Nathan, you're obsessed with this, but I do want to do it whenever um, I do get the chance to do it. Have you ever researched uh, uh, DMT? Mm. There's a lot in the news about this, isn't there? Um, Today and yesterday around that there is, um, there's a lot of studies being done around the use of it in controlled circumstances. Yeah. I think the one I read today was, was on, uh, whether it was general psychedelics or I, I can't remember. I've watched so many things on it. There's, um, there's one on net, uh, what's his name? Zach Efron, who did like the, his own Netflix series where he went around the world and he went down and, and they did an ayahuasca ceremony mm. in, in South America. And I'm totally fascinated with it. There is also what, oh, what was the one I watched? Uh, maybe it was Gwyneth Paltrow's stuff, her company. They've got a Netflix series where they went and did um, a psychedelic guided experience in maybe Jamaica, I think, something like that. Yeah. I see it. I'm fascinated. I think there is, a, personally, I feel there is a whole untapped world there. I would love to have that experience. Um, part of it would be going into it. Like, I think you have to go into it with the right frame. And I think, um, I'm, I've never been somebody to like, like I barely have coffee, um, because I get so pumped, like wired from it. It's ridiculous. Like I once tried pre-workout stuff for the gym and honestly, (laughs) I thought I could see the future. Like like, it was too much. So I, I almost think like it's probably, it's not for one that I would probably do, I think, eventually, yeah. as much as I say I would love to try it. Um, who knows what happens in the future, right? Yeah. These, what, this research comes out that actually makes it maybe more of an accessible thing and used in the in the right way. I wouldn't rule it out at all. I think mm-hmm. certainly what we currently know about it is that the experience is, is, is so full on, I'm not sure I could get my brain to be in the right moment to go into it because I think if you go into it in the wrong way, you're not going to have the best of times on it and, and you're not going to have the best experience that maybe you want to get from it. Um, and it probably just my anxiety around it would mean that it wouldn't be great for me mm-hmm. um, with what I currently know. But I think it's a great exploration of uh, what is out there, what is a naturally occurring thing that could be a huge benefit to to people in the future you know it's hopefully it's one of those things that lands in our generation that maybe there's a there's a lasting impact of something that which has been researched and found that can help people because it's certainly looking promising 
Yeah, the reason I asked it is because obviously you can go down to like South America um, and these like tropical places and you can mm. uh, you can find out. Sorry, the background's just went. There we go. Back up. Oh, nope. Flaw journey's not on this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, like you can go down to South, South America and you can go to like these grips and um, they can give you the ayahuasca, which obviously releases your DMT quicker. Um, and you can mm. go on the trip quicker. But that's one thing that I didn't realize until this year. I was like, wow, you, we actually released our own DMT. I always thought the DMT was the, mm. was the drug, but it's not. It's a chemical in our body that we release. And the reason I brought it up is because you can naturally release it through doing meditation, breath work, whatever, even before you like sleep and stuff like that. And uh, I just always like, I always wanted it. I always ask people like about it who are like sort of into like their, uh, into like their sort of self-evaluating like spirituality because I, I want to see what other people's like sort of um what their like attitude is towards it in a way and yeah I, I I I'm exactly like you like I I really do want to do it but like I wouldn't like just take like be like oh, I'll go for my mate and do it like I would like it would need to be in a controlled environment and I would need to know that yeah. I'm going to be safe and I'm not a person who has like any sort of uh like high anxiety or anything like that there so i think i would be ideal to go for it but like what you said like if people are going to do it like really think hard about like sort of if you're like kind of like a person who would be paranoid or like say you do have like high anxiety and it probably wouldn't be for you because you could go down a very bad trip and i've seen or i've heard people on podcasts and in particular joe rogan because he talks about it all the time yeah yeah and uh, he said that like some sometimes people do it and uh, they don't get anything from it. But then sometimes people do it and they get a lot from it. And then there's other times where people go on a really bad trip and like that's whenever they start freaking out and shit like that there. So definitely a yeah, yeah. controlled environment to do it. But like, I just think it would be amazing just to, because some of the stories that I have heard of people like going really deep into like their psyche and like they're seeing like, beyond this like sort of material world like they're seeing like the truth that's what they always say it's like the truth like they find like the meaning the meaning of their life in it and like that's yeah, yeah. got my curiosity just like a hundred percent like and i really want to experience that yeah that's like the the uh that's like the marketing of of the experience yeah. right <laughs> as we hear like these people who just like go come out the other side and go i've just seen like what we're all about and and get it and all that kind of stuff that yeah equally it just hugely and hugely intrigues me around that there was um i actually read an article yesterday which was like it's somebody saying that every world leader should have uh an ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony before they become like to, they have to have it like mandatory yeah um, and then like it's it is interesting it just taps into stuff which i think um i think an interesting part of this is what do we what do we all want from it? Like, what what are we going for? And it's almost like this hyper version of meditation, isn't it? Like this experience of going somewhere and truly ex like understanding yourself, feeling at comfort, feeling at one and just getting this, this like balance, you know, which is historically just like the sought after thing, isn't it? Like when you look at Buddhist culture, you look at any of that, it's like the biggest sought after thing is, is we're all just looking for, um, whatever word you want to give it, contentment, peace, mm. um, you meaning. know, not, 
meaning yeah yeah why meaning meaning or or um comfort with the lack of it or mm. um whatever that might be like we're all we're all after that and i think some people have access to some of these things that help us explore it more which is a bit of a privilege you know to to be able to for me to be able to go to those classes that i did and start to this journey that i have into looking into myself it was i'm, I'm in a privileged position to have access to it and to be able to have the opportunities that i've had and there are that's almost like my first because i question people so much is you know if, if one of my friends turned around to me and said you know i'm going is is i'd i would go like I want to know what it's like. I want to, all that kind of stuff, but also like, what are you seeking? Like mm. we're all from everything we do, we're all seeking something is like, and that comes back to the base level of understanding is like, it would surprise me if some of my friends went, I'm going to do it. And I would go, have you tried meditation? Have you tried, you know, breath work? Have you tried these, these things, which are almost like the, the, there's, there's a route to it. And, and, you know, if you keep exploring and you keep having that drive and you you're working you're still naturally finding your way towards that kind of thing, then, you know, I'm somebody who, who would say, go for it. If you then understand yourself to that level that, you know, that's the, your next step of your journey and, and then, then amazing. Um, but it starts with understanding. It starts with like the, these really accessible tools, which, you know, coming back is the, is the meditation is the, like, as you say, breath work, the, the reason I was high as a kite is because of that release of, of DMT that I got mm. after that previous session I did. And it lasted a while. So also, I, I'm obsessed with finding things that we have at our disposal. Like, that's why breathing really stuck out to me is it's at our disposal and you can get high as you want off of it. So uh, Wim Hof breathing method, uh, Wim Hof is he's uh i love him he's great he's not everyone's cup of tea um and i get it to an extent and i accept it to an extent um that i think his breathing method is one which is uh increased pace it's uh deep breathing it is put it is stressing and um it is using breath holds to create different balances in your in your oxygen levels um and in increase in co2 as well which means you're having that effect you start to release certain things also you're in control you're you know all this kind of stuff is going on that on that level i think it's great i think it's a, an incredibly useful tool for a lot of people and um, to put in a like a, a suite of tools which are like a calming breath a balancing breath and one to get you charged up and that ticks that box um i think what you're also doing is stressing yourself like when you go to the gym so you, you're providing a stress to your body. You're putting it into a different state. So it's like training. The more you do it, the more you're in control of a stress state. So on a fundamental level, that's where I get um, kind of like his breathing method. Mm -hmm. I, I, there, there's, there's a layer that, that um, which I kind of tap out on where I don't believe it cures all, you know, known stuff. I, I think... Uh, you know he's not superhuman he will say this you know they've done this these studies where they inject him with everything left right and center and he fights off uh, uh bacteria and viruses you know he's incredibly strong and he fought off things which previously people thought you can't really fight off because he's done 30 40 years of this breathing method every day to stress response which invokes your immune response so yeah he's got a damn good Im immune response he's not superhuman he's not 
doing anything that anyone else can't do. If you practice something for 30, 40 years like that, you'll see a response from it. He yeah. goes in ice water every day. That is, he's keeping his body like completely on its toes and adapting and his body is working like constantly. Mm. If we all did that, we would all find the same results after 30 to 40 years of doing it. Mm -hmm. So it's not revolutionary. He's just tapping in some really fundamental stuff that is, is, is at our disposal. And maybe everyone doesn't have like ice water to go and jump in at the end of their road or whatever. But, you know, we've all got like cold showers. We all got stuff yeah. like that, which we can just surprise ourselves with, surprise our body with. That's like first, first step for me like that. That would be my first thing to people would be like, like, you know, there's the, there's extremes out there in like every scenario, but there's also things which maybe are overlooked, which are in your control, which you can start to experiment with first to, to see some of these results. Yeah. A lot. I've heard of like a lot of people don't believe in Wim Hof's, uh, in his breathing technique. And like, like you said, like his, uh, his sort of supernatural or superhuman abilities. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you ever have you ever heard of a guy called Rickson Gracie? No. Okay, so he's like he he comes from the Gracie family, who are like basically the uh, they're the founders of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and ah. this guy Rickson Gracie uh, was like world champion in uh, in MMA and stuff like that there and. Uh, he ha him and his family have this crazy breathing technique right and i tried to google it before we came on here because i wanted to know what the actual word was so i think it's something to do with kundalini yoga have you heard of that uh kundalini yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so like his like the way he does it like so he starts off with like doing like circles and stuff like that there like he usually does it on the beach so like he was like doing like circles and stuff like that there um, and like he was just like in the feel for his body like you would see like someone at fucking like burning man like all hippie-ish and shit like that yeah. and then he'll go into the uh the sort of like namaste like yoga pose and like he'll just be like here and then you'll start to see like him like breathing in really slowly and then next thing it starts like increasing and like he's just like sitting there and like he's moving and then next thing all you see is like his whole abs just suck straight in and then he's like yeah, moving yeah. his like abs like sort of for people who are listening, I'm on the camera looking like a right idiot, but like basically I'm trying to describe it like his abs are it's quarter, kind of like going in a, a zigzag sort of motion and like, but like it's really, really like profound and like you've never seen it before. It's like alien. It's like alien whenever you see that movie yeah, back yeah. in the seven, or in the 80s, whenever the fucking things are crawling about in their body. That's what it exactly looks like. And that, that yeah, that and it's they, crazy. Like, I there's like uh, two bits to like kind of pick out from that is my god like the dedication uh that practice that is insane do you know what i mean yeah. I, and obviously comes from from all aspects of that i'm sure so the physical nature of what they do plus that that practice i can only give like massive props to anybody yeah. who follows that dedicated to be able to do things like that um like fundamentally there's nothing different about what, what people are doing um, with, with Kundalini um, and stuff like that. It is, uh, it's a really good point is that breathing exercises go back as far as you want to look. Um, and what we probably have done is just lost connection with it as a tool. Like the, the first thing that um, when I did my, my very first session, again, going back to that, the first thing that, that Richie said when in the session was, 
he was like, so you go for a run, your breathing rate increases, your heart rate increases. Why is that? Because you're using your body, you're stressing out. Yeah. So it needs to move to a, to a, this different state and you, you're trying to get air in and put it out at, at a higher level, but also your stress response increases because your body needs to act quickly. It needs the adrenaline. It needs everything that you need with it. Um, great. What happens when you're calm? Well, you slow down your breathing. You, you know, you come to a point and you're probably not even thinking about it. Um, you know, it's really low and slow. And then he said, like, you can sit and do that, do that now. So you can sit and breathe quickly now and you can start to feel the rush. And he was like, why? Why, why is breathing the only what part of that system that we have control of evolutionary wise? Like, why do we have control of it? And that hit me and I was like, that is a very interesting point, which then um, led me onto a book by James Nestor called Breathe, where, where he had a sim really similar experience to me. He did a session, came out and then became obsessed with it. And he became really obsessed with it. Mm. Um, but it, it was then that's where I got obsessed with like the science of, of what are we doing with all of that kind of stuff. And then you read the history of some of these things. So like Kundalini, you'll see them. They like, they do, it's really quick. Like, yeah, it's scary. They'll do it for like, God, like once, once they're like, like trained up, they do it for hours and, you know, they go for it and then they'll add motion and they do this with their arms or they, you know, they'll add movement into it. It's all increasing stress, increasing all that kind of stuff. So fundamentally it's, it's the same principles are being applied they're from different spiritual backgrounds as well. You'll find that different um, tools are applied. And, and what, what also we're doing is you start to link a practice for your mind. So if, if I sat and, you know, uh, we all have our things that we should buy into. I think you should, everyone should become nicely obsessed with stuff, right? You, you find your thing and go with it, whatever that is. And, like people who find that dedication to kundalini it, it's amazing the things that you get in there the exercises that you get you, you are essentially linking your mind to it so when you sit and do that and you go i'm going to get ramped up now you're also telling yourself that you're also mm -hmm. linking that practice to a certain state and a certain feeling afterwards um so it's it's largely what am i doing physically but then secondly it's my practice so actually you go i'm leaning into this so whether that is my you know, my daily meditation. So I'm going to do 10 minutes when I get up in the morning is, you know, I get out of bed and it's like, you know, God, like I could do with a coffee, whatever, like get up and stuff and the, and things just start going. But then I think oh, I'm going to have my 10 minutes is my mind goes, this is nice. This like next 10 minutes is it's a good one. Like mm. I enjoy this, this moment, this space. And so then it starts to relax. It's almost like unconscious that feeling starts to happen to get into that mode after more and more practice. Same with that Kundalini practice is if he goes to that space and he goes to do it is like it's mindset and he's going, I'm going to get ramped up from this. So your body starts to engage before you've even started to breathe, your body will go, right. We're going to, we're doing this now because this is the space we're going to, this is the environment I'm going to, here we go kind of thing. And mm -hmm. it's, it's um it's all linked and everyone finds their own interpretations and through history it's it's gained all these the named practices and for me all of them are great find a practice that that you believe in that suits and all of it is like good stuff you know that none of them are doing harm none of them are doing like um excluding you know all that kind of stuff it will come yeah. under different names all of them are doing good stuff See, whenever you were running, 
or I don't know if you run, but if you are running, do you have a particular uh, breathing technique that you would use whenever you start to feel the stress come in? Yeah. So, uh, so like when your biggest, biggest thing about breathing is we are physically moving away from how we should breathe. So our modern day life does not fit in good breathing. Um, and I'm name dropping loads of stuff. Patrick McEwen, who the oxygen advantage. So he's, is, he's got a book, um, and it, it goes into, it, it's also referenced in that other book that I mentioned, breathe by James Nestor. So they met, he also did. So the, the, the qualification that I got, that I got around breath coach, he informed, uh, XPT, which is an ex professional surfer led Hamilton. Um, he works with them to come up with their breathing protocols that they use in there. And they, they are like. Some of their training is insane like that, that they do but their breathing protocols are all from this guy and it's called the oxygen advantage and and when you just start to dig into it it just makes total sense i mean number one our mouths are for eating they aren't for breathing so fundamentally when when you're sitting there in a day and you have a check-in if you're sitting there like this the, you, your mouth is is a stress invoker that it, it, you know evolutionary wise our body acknowledges it as uh, we're at stress. So we have to take big gulps, right? That, so when you run, you, you're going to go, or you, you really push to the max is you, you breathe in and out through your mouth to breathe as much in as possible and to dump air out again. When we are a, a calm response or, or, or we want that balanced response is all breathing through the nose. So when we jog or anything like that, the first thing that I would work with people on is we need to train nasal breathing first. So like when you when I'm just going for a run and you'll find if you, if you don't nasal breathe and you go for a run, it's like 10, 15 paces, 20 paces, the urge to open your mouth is just insane. And what you should do is you should take off the pace so you can maintain nasal breathing. And then, so you pick up again, draw it back as soon as you find it hard again, pick up again, draw it back so that you're training this response because your your nose has nose hairs for a reason whether we, you know this trend of people like pulling them out like what is it you know with these wax sticks and stuff like that is ridiculous plain <laughs> yeah. ridiculous we have nose hairs for a reason embrace them sure trim them down if they're coming curling out here somewhere yeah but, you know keep them in your nose it's filtering it's giving the temperature of the air so i used to really struggle with running like i used to get really sore throat which is why part of the reason why i hated running and part of that is because the, the air is not controlled it's just hitting your throat if you breathe through your nose, watch any marathon runner. They've all got their gobs shut. Not one of them has their mouth open running a marathon. And they all do breathing practice <coughs> training as well. So it's like the, the nose is, it, it makes it the right temperature. Your nasal cavity is huge, makes it the right temperature. And you're getting this nitric oxide, which only pulls in your nasal cavity, which is crucial to the gas exchange in our lungs. So if you really want to perform, let's say you want to improve your running, one of the first things is not like, that I would say is not stride length. It's none of that is breathe properly. And you will find that like, you know, you might feel like you need to go back a step first because you won't run as much. You're, you're going to do nasal breathing all the time is you do, you focus on that first and build up your nasal breathing. Your performance will then you'll find after a certain amount of time, will just keep on improving because you'll be able to breathe. The other thing that you, you're really doing by nasal breathing is it's, it invokes your diaphragm. Mm -hmm. So your, your chest breathing and like vertical breathing is, 
is one which is our mouth breathing. So like your, your ribs just going in and out and your chest moving up and down, that's a sign of like what you would call poor breathing, which yeah. is probably how most of us breathe. Like it, it, when you're sitting at a computer all day, you're hunched over. So your stomach hasn't really got room and you're like this, you'll be breathing up here most of the time and probably breathing through your mouth. Whereas if we use our nose, that triggers our diaphragm so that then you use the majority of our lungs in terms of surface area is down here. And we don't use it when we're just breathing through our mouth and breathing up here. You want to use this and 70% of the blood. So that is where the oxygen is going to move. Like those little pockets in our lungs is in these lower lobes. So if you genuinely want to improve performance and in, in you want to improve your, do you know what, just general well-being, like general wellness is like, focus on throughout your day just checking in am i breathing through the nose and am i giving my posture the right thing so you should breathe with our diaphragm so that means our stomach moves first stomach's going to move out then the last bit of movement is in the chest and it's expansive it's not up and down it's in and out like this mm. with first then into the chest that is honestly where i would start with anybody who's thinking like can i use breathing in my running it's not a case of there's necessarily an exercise and what you might start to do is you start to do that with walking. So let's say you've got a hill near you or you've got somewhere which is a, a good challenge of a walk or you pick up the pace. Stick to nasal breathing and hit it because you'll find it's really hard if you don't do it. Like it's, it's more of a challenge than you might think. And then just start to count the steps. Count how many steps you can do up and how quick you're doing it and just start to improve those. But, but always keep it as nasal breathing and try to increase time, try to increase all that kind of stuff. And then the other thing is practicing breath holds. So um, in a lot of exercises that I do, breath holding is involved. So Wim Hof, famously part of his is you do this express breathing and then you hold your breath. When we hold our breath on an exhale or an inhale, our bodies are using, we're forcing them to use what's there. So it's like uh, another stress response, really. So it's going, um, your body needs to work hard to get the oxygen and then to use it. So if you hold your breath to the point that's comfortable and equally you can do it that, you know, if you're going for a walk, take two breaths, like normally through your nose and then hold your breath, see how many steps that you can take. Whenever you go for a walk, try and increase the amount of steps that you can take while holding your breath on the exhale. So you've breathed out and you exhale. And that is, that's a really good marker of, again, of healthy breathing. Um, and, and one that anyone can do at home. So like if we sit here now, right. And you take two breaths in and out through your nose. So you just do a natural and then you hold on the exhale and just sit there and time it and see, don't say so you're not moving. You're just going to sit there in time and see how far you can get to the average will be around 15 to 20 seconds. For healthy functional breathing, if you went to somebody, you, you know, in the medical profession, if they say you've got really healthy breathing, it would be about 40 seconds. Majority of the population will not have anywhere near that. That's called a BOLT score. Um, so majority of the population won't have anything near that level of score. They'll be around 15 to 20. But by doing those, those kind of exercises that I just spoke about, so focus on nasal breathing and um, practice breath holds. Uh, so that could be an uh, box breath, equal breath, just make sure the holds are in there. So four, 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 five, 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 six, 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 and just keep extending it. You'll find that one, 
what you do at rest is that your resting breathing will become really slow and really light. That's what we're aiming for rather than short and sort of like just like express breathing is it will become nice and slow, nice and light. So that means your base level of stress is going to drop down here because it's nice, low, slow, somewhere towards six seconds in, six seconds out. That's our optimum. And you just won't think about it and it will be at that level of, of slow breathing. Um, and then you'll also have that greater control of uh, your body will know how to use its CO2, use its oxygen much, much better. So when you run, when you want to perform, your body knows what it needs to do. So your performance will, will equally improve. It's almost like, again, there's, there's no tool. There's no thing to go and buy. There's no expensive stuff to go and buy. Just by doing some of those practices, general health, um, it impacts because your base level of, of where you sit in terms of stress will will find its baseline that we want to get to but also your performance if you're you know you're a keen runner you're a marathon runner you'll find that can have greater effects in the longer term than simply like trying to say i'm just going to run harder or i'm going to eat this thing before i train is focus on your breathing and over time you will see much greater improvements than just trying to add in that extra whatever to your practice yeah, it's mad because whenever you go out for a run, like I know whenever I go out for a run, I just think of the run. Like I actually don't think of the breathing unless like you said, you go up a hill, you're like, right, okay, I need to like sort of like breathe in and like get it, like get as yeah. much air as I can. And um, But it's so stupid not to think of your breathing whenever you're running because your fucking muscles, your leg muscles needs the oxygen. So you do need to take those deep breaths and you need to make sure that you're getting as much oxygen to the muscles as possible. Um, but I think that's a really good point and i think everyone will, has definitely learned from what you just said there about the nasal breathing like um your mouth is just for talking and eating like your nose is where the breathing should be happening and i think whenever people are, are working out like whenever you do hit that stress point you you obviously want to you want to open your mouth you want to breathe through your mouth but i am yeah. going to really try that i'm going to try and not open my mouth and try and just breathe from it and obviously it's okay if i open my mouth sometimes but like as long as i'm trying to train the nasal like yeah. that'll be good and try and uh think about it like going up through gears so yeah. your, your your first gear is on nose nose uh and then you're going to go up through the gears so you're going to go in through your nose and then out through your mouth mm. and then at worst I, I you know when i'm full exhaustion i've i've sprinted up that hill i've done that bit then you're going mouth mouth but yeah. then you like a car, you want to come down gear as quickly as you went up a bit. So you, you know, if you're at that point of you've really maxed yourself out, you're taking those deep breaths in and out. As soon as you can, just start to move. That you, I'm going to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth again. And then as soon as I can, I'm getting back to nose, nose. That is, it's, it's, yeah. Picture it as gears when you start to do it, and yeah. you're going to move your way up and you're going to move your way back down again. And I think this is all like, it's all the fact that. There's some really interesting stuff when you come to it, like the, 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 our, our physical shape of our faces is changing because of this way that we breathe. The more, the more that we mouth breathe. When you see, um, so people uh, like mums in India will go up to a sleeping baby and will clasp their lips <laughs> together. Like that. If, they're, if their jaw drops, they'll clasp it back together. The, our mouth breathing as we have, are evolving is what's setting back our jaws right things like sleep apnea are 
on the rise. So that is where you have these waking, basically you stop breathing. Um, it sounds really bad, but it's not as bad as we think because your body does wake up. But people yeah. who have this sleep apnea, you wake up intermittently in the day. It's because your, your blood oxygen levels are going down because you've essentially stopped breathing because we're used to breathing with our mouth. So at night we breathe through, through our mouth and you know, you're on your back, you breathe through your mouth or my jaw's going to drop that closes my airway. So that is where you get sleep apnea. So you, yeah. you'll wake up because essentially you're not getting enough oxygen. So your body goes, hold on, there's a problem here. Wake up. So yeah. then you, you take those breaths and you won't wake up and go like, Oh shit. Like some people do, it's yeah. a really bad condition. But like, I think more it's what we do know is that more people have sleep apnea than maybe even will know about it because you it's maybe you just wake up and roll over and you go back to sleep, but you're, you're interrupting your pattern. It's your body is waking you up. And mm. um, so yeah, like physically we are changing. Um, the way that we look, the way that we are evolving is changing because we are mouth breathing more than we should. So like that's almost like number one thing is the more we focus on nasal breathing, that is the way we should breathe. Your mouth is for eating. Your nose is for breathing. Mm. That's, uh, that's pretty insane. I've, I've actually like never thought of it before because you don't think about it. But whenever you say it, it, it obviously, it obviously makes sense. Um, I think I've kind of touched on everything that I want to talk to you about. Um, I just want to talk to you last thing about um, your podcast and also your uh, the sessions that you're doing on Monday and Fridays. Um, how are they going so far? Like, how are you experiencing with it? Yeah, so good. I mean, like um, the the podcast came um, from uh, I just love to talk to people, and like it, it was the way I, I wanted a platform for people to tell stories. Um, and to understand, like, I fundamentally have the same, like, questions, like, like uh, trying to find as many different backgrounds as possible and go, so what's your why? Like, why do you do what you do? And normally it's people who have followed maybe not a tradition, well, some maybe traditional, like, but, but people who are just passionate about where they are and what they do, like, mm -hmm. why? What made you follow it? What was the nature nurture around your drive to do it? what is motivation to them, you know, stuff like that. It, it, again, it's like human potential, like how have they got to where they've got to? And, you know, one of them was, is uh, a guy, ex rugby player who I met at, down in the Southwest, Matt Jess. And, you know, as somebody who loves rugby and I go watch it or did watch it as much as possible um, is I was just like, so what does that take for somebody to be a professional sportsman? Like, and do you know what fundamentally, it, like so far the answers are so similar but so interesting to get different people's stories on it because it is there's things that connect every one of them is it was they followed they found out what their why was and they followed it they found out this is what i want to do and this is what really ticks my box it's not what other people want me to do and some of the stories are of people they they got support and, and had to work with those close to them to understand why that they wanted to do something and get their buy-in to help them get there because it was against the norm maybe, or it was, you know, not, not a traditional path. Um, and I think it just takes, it's people like that. It just takes a lot of guts to do. It takes a lot, um, you know, uh, one of them was speaking to somebody who was uh, on the front line of, of the COVID response at a healthcare nurse. And um, it was just the most impactful one that I recorded the, the why was was almost exactly the same. It was, they just, they had a passion to, for people and to help people and and that led them into healthcare and they they changed path. They, they went down one route and then just changed path. Went, this is 
what makes me happy and it's not easy it's not i come home every day and i'm buzzing but it was the same kind of thing and 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 just the mentality around how they all face different challenges that come particularly in that episode was was amazing so i've loved that and and yeah alongside that the, the morning breather sessions have have been amazing i've loved the response uh, you know after starting it thinking nice i'll have my mate on it probably on a session or or nobody will turn up one day is there's like a little community of like devoted people who just join those practices and and just breathe and some of the messages they've sent have been my proudest moments you know that there's someone that said it's just really helped them find some balance and find some space in in what has been such a challenging 12 months you know for for everybody is um particularly around christmas period and things like that and and post as as people just come found this drive to you know if you weren't over it already you were over it right <laughs> like yeah. just get out i just want some normality and and still that wasn't possible to come and if anything things started to, to get locked down again is i found more people joined and stuff like that and you know some people come and join and get something from it and leave again i've got a few who stay i've always got new who come and try it which is amazing and um it, it's just it's nice to feel that there's a little community that has just grown there of people who share their experiences or on instagram of you know like of what they do of just starting their morning um it's that sense of community which is which is ultimately what what my drive was from this was to was to build community of, of people who just want to explore um you know breathing as a tool a little bit of mindfulness a little bit of space a little bit of, of break and and that doing some good so yeah it's kind of been one that's that's blown me away and i'm, I'm kind of daily grateful daily um still just so uh, honored that people join like yeah. you know it, my imposter syndrome strikes me <laughs> more often than not where i'm like people still join like people yeah. like come back uh, you know they they want to hear more of my session or stuff like that and then then i get the messages where i then tell myself do you know what like people are getting something from it and you know those those regulars who join um are the first to say like when when's the session coming back? When's the next group? When's the next whatever? And, you know, I feel hugely indebted to them to, to keep doing it. So yeah, long may it continue. I'm, I'm in the process of like thinking about what next I want to think about what, what different sessions can I offer? You know, what's as, as you've got to keep doing, keep things interesting. What, what can I give these guys that might be new or, um, new breathing protocols, maybe new tips on like more of the mindfulness side. Like I'm, I'm thinking about, a weekly setup, you know, like a Sunday session of like, let's get set, let's get mm -hmm. our minds in the right place for a week and and that kind of stuff. And just things that I do, things that I found is, you know, maybe I can run a session on it. So yeah, more to come, I think. Yeah, that's amazing. It's such a good message as well that you're, um, that you're spreading across out there. And uh, I know Emma, uh, she uh, came into one of your sessions one time and she uh, spoke very highly of it. And she said that you're amazing at what you do. So uh, props to you, man. Um, nice, good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> so, for people who are uh, who are thinking of like joining in those sessions and stuff, like where do do you have a website or anything like that there, or do you just join free Instagram? Yeah, so um, website is breathingspace.se. Um, there is I've got pre-recorded stuff on there as well, so you'll find um, there's a little meditation space. There's a little breathing one as well. So, if you want to know more about 
the, the science behind breathing and stuff like that. I've done some YouTube videos, um, but I've got, got plans to bring more, bring more together around basically what, what we've talked around today um, to make it make sense. But also if you go into the meditation section, there's a link there. Equally, I post it on my Instagram weekly. Um, I tend to do them weekly. So, cause you know, uh, it, it's nice to keep it as a bit of a routine is, yeah. is what I've learned is people know, do you know, on Friday I get a new link and I'm, that's my commitment next week. And it, it keeps it fresh, keeps it going throughout, throughout the time. But once you subscribe, so you register through the link and then you'll get sent reminders the day before. Um, and also you're, you're signed up for that week. So for, for every session, if you can make them, both of them next week, great. If you can just do one, if you just want to try the one you'll have obviously access, they are free. And they, what I do is that they're donation based. So I've linked up a partner with a charity, Calm, to the campaign against living miserably. Oh, okay, very good. Um, yeah, so I've linked with them this year. So looking to raise as much money. There's a donation link. It's based on what you can give. There's no set fee. It's just as and when you can give. And people kind of just do, yeah, as and when. So like uh, you know, no set amount. There's no pressure. If you, you know, circumstances are still weird for people. So if you can't. There's no pressure to just a point that you can. It's uh, yeah, all going to a great cause uh, with those those guys at Calm, and we'll continue to work with them for the rest of the year. So that's why it's a it's a nice driver to think of more sessions, more creative sessions, and stuff like that. So that that we just uh, grow that nice exposure for them as well because um, they're doing great work uh, and a, a much in demand um, charity as well as they've seen the rise of those charities being used. Is the more we can get you know, to money to charities like them, the more we can kind of help people who might need it in, in these trying times um, and equally moving forward. You know, let, let's let's hope that charities like that get the backing that they need and that these conversations around mental health just means that they're opened up and maybe it's not just people at their, their, their last or their, you know, real breaking point, let's say, is that actually they're a charity which is used more around awareness and earlier intervention and things like that, which which is the aim. But yeah, a bit, bit of a passion of mine, so it's great to link with them this year. And yeah, whatever people can give. Amazing. Yeah, I'll, uh, in the description of the video and on the audio as well, I'll make sure to uh, put in all the links um, of your tags and I'll also put in uh, that link for Calm as well, because... And like I said, it's a great cause and um, it's an up and coming charity. Um, but yeah, Kip, thanks very much for coming on and doing this. I really enjoyed our talk. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's been a really fun talk. It's nice to, um, to kind of just have a free talk around some of this stuff. It uh, always leaves me inspired off the back of it when I get a chance to, to chat with somebody who's kind of, you know, equally same, same mindset, you know, free chat, Thank get you. all things on the table <laughs> and, and go around it. It's good fun.